on the Mean Green Sports Network from Learfield. This is the Mean Green Coaches Show with Jason Burton and Ross Hodge. Brought to you by Bill Utter Ford, Dosecki's First State Bank, James Wood Buick GMC, Coors Light, First United Bank, Ramey King Insurance, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Now, here is your host, Zach Babb. And welcome, everybody, to the Coaches Show here, the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show on Rudy's I-35 in Teasley in Denton. Another in here as the basketball season continues to roll on. Uh, just a programming note for today's show. We will have a special guest for a couple segments in Rodney DeLong because uh, softball season fires up this Friday. But as always, we are going to start with the head coach of the women's basketball team in Jason Burton. And uh, coach, I know a couple losses this week, 75-67 in overtime at UTSA on Wednesday and then 79-74 at Tulsa yesterday. I want to bring up a good perspective that I think you have, though, because you've got a week off, essentially. There's, there's no midweek game. SMU on Saturday is your next contest, so you get five, six days off here. I asked you post-game yesterday. I said, what, what do you need to do to regroup, refocus, to look ahead to SMU? And you said, that's not really what we need to do because we're still playing great basketball. You're still tied for first in the American Conference right now. And I think you put it in good perspective because the, the, the two losses, there were two really great games against two really good opponents, especially in their own buildings. And so it's kind of just keep doing what you're doing because the wins are going to come. Speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think there's things you can clean up anytime you lose a game. But, you know, you go down to UTSA, and that's a rival for one. So they're going to get up for a rivalry game. We just have put ourselves in sole possession of first place. And so, you know, what, what I noticed this week is those are two of the best crowds I've seen. I don't know where they're busting these people in from, but UTSA had everybody in San Antonio at the game. You pull up to Tulsa, Tulsa, they brought in three or four buses worth of kids for the game, for a Sunday game too. And so, you know, we're getting everybody's best, right? And, and you know, I think obviously there's some things with UTSA because it got cleaned up, but you know, sometimes you got to get in the game and make some adjustments. And we, with everything being said, we had two shots at the buzzer in regulation to win the game. And we got them exactly where we wanted. Deonnie Robinson layup and then an offensive rebound from Misha Lampkin, who's, I don't know, number five in the country in field goal percentage. Yeah. Doesn't miss layups and then misses a layup. And so it's like you got two shots within two seconds of the final two seconds of the game to win. And they just don't go. You lose in overtime. And then. You go out to Tulsa, and it's a back-and-forth game, and, and um, you know, up 10. We're at five minutes left, and they go on a barrage of, of just threes. And, and, you know, they credit to them. They, they hit some big-time shots down the stretch uh, and found a way to finish out the game. And, and we got some good looks down the stretch, and they didn't go in. And so, you know, you, you end that game five minutes earlier, it goes our way. You end the game five minutes later, it probably goes our way too. And, and that's part of basketball. We played – you know, two really good teams on the road, and, and um, I thought we played good basketball, but it didn't go our way. And so, you know, we got to come back this week, take some time off, let our girls heal up a little bit. That's the beauty of the bye before these final eight games. But, um, you know, we'll tweak some things, and then we're, we're going to a stretch where we're, we're playing teams for the second time. And so 
you got SMU for the second time, Florida Atlantic for the second time, and then UTSA for the second time. And so um, obviously you, go, you get a chance to go back and look at what went right, what didn't, um, what things you think they're going to change and get prepared for those games. But uh, an opportunity to, to go and sweep <clears throat> two teams that we've already played, and then you get UTSA who, you know, we, we definitely want to be at home now. So it's going to be a good stretch for us. And, and then I'm, I'm looking at our, our last eight games. We're tied for first right now. A three-way tie for first, and in our last eight games, we have five at home, and we we haven't lost at home yet. So, I think we're in a good, pretty good position right now. Looking at the the UTSA game specifically a little more here, I mean, we, we kind of talked about this post game after the game as well, and and a little bit pregame before Tulsa. I mean, the the it was, it was an uncharacteristic rough night for Misha and for DK, but. Something you highlighted was that that kept you in that game, and, and again, this goes back to the you have literally anyone on this roster can win a game for you. I mean, yeah. the guard play against UTSA was absolutely spectacular; best, gave you a chance. Yeah, that that, that's the and so yeah, you, there's some silver linings that come out of this week, right? Um, we had the best guard play that we've had as far as production all season at UTSA. You got four guards that score in double figures. Ariana Hardaway, she's very efficient. You know, 10 points. Deonnie Robinson's been on a tear. She scores 18 points and has nine rebounds that game. Almost has a double-double from the point guard spot. Um, so you're talking about your two point guards combining for 29 points or 28 points right there. Um, and then Sham and, and, and uh, Jock both have, I think they combined for seven threes. So we made 10 threes that game. We're 10 of 26. If you can get that production with the two best posts in the conference playing together, it's just a, an incredibly high ceiling for our team. And then you look at what happened the next game, especially with Ariana, and she carries over. You know, she, she goes on an 8-0 run herself in the fourth quarter with a three, uh, then a mid-range jumper, and then an assist for an and one. And the assist came off of her steal. She gets a steal the, the next play after her mid-range jumper, and then we get an and one in transition. So we go on an 8-0 run. And so the guard play, which has been something that has been solid but hadn't been at this level, is, is picking up. And so... I think we're in a really good spot as far as our team and how we're playing. To that point, last question I have kind of on the where the team is right now and how the quality of play they have defensively. Um, I mean, you looked at the, the first two quarters of the Tulsa game. They scored 22 points in each quarter. Then you hold them to eight in the third. And then at the five-minute mark of the fourth, they had five points. I, that was like, obviously, the final five minutes were a different story, but... I thought, from my perspective anyway, that little stretch of defense there in the third quarter and then into the start of the fourth before they just started knocking down everything back to kingdom come was uh, some of the best defense of the season, just in that stretch to, to clamp down on what's been a really good offense in Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa's really good. And, and I was saying earlier, you know, we played that game without one of our best defenders. We talk, I think the last radio show I talked about Desiree Wooten and Anaya Johnson, how they've been playing defense, and then you know, you look at that game, and Nia Johnson played five minutes, had five fouls. That's pretty much her stat line. But she made an impact defensively when she was on the floor, and if you have a chance to have her on the floor in the last five minutes of that game, I think that game goes a different way. We've been playing so many different situations this season, especially as of late, where we go offense, defense, and Anaya's on the floor for defense, and she's making huge plays for us. South Florida, Tulane, UAB, you know, she's making game-winning plays for us down the stretch, and then you don't have that option because they fouled her out the game. And I won't talk about the officials, but uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. 
Well, as we continue here along the... I did, uh, I did get a tech in between quarters. I that's true. That yeah, I was... I, I, I cut to commercial and looked over, and suddenly I think I heard you say, for what? And then uh, and then we the fourth quarter started or something like that. So, you know, all fun. But, uh, yeah, as we continue along the coaches show here, um, we're going to take a quick break. No player guests this week because of uh, Rodney DeLong stepping in and, and talking a couple segments of softball with us. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, look ahead to the – the bye week and SMU coming up on Saturday here with Coach Burton here on the Mean Green Basketball Lunch Hour from Rudy's I-35 and Teasley on the Mean Green Sports Network from Learfield. Dos Equis knows college football game day is filled with iconic traditions. The fight songs, the mascots, the rivalries, the pregame text to your ex for her dad's cable login so you and your buddy can stream the game even though you promised last season you were just about to get your own subscription. Whatever your game day ritual is, make sure you're doing it with a real one. Dos Equis. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2023 Dos Equis. Imported by Cervantes and Peggy Connors, White Plains, New York. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. Do you believe in the mean green? For over 60 years, Bill Utter Ford has been a proud sponsor of the North Texas Wheel Club. Every mean green alumni and student gets special discounts through our X-Plan pricing program. And come check out the all-new, totally redesigned Billiter Ford with free Wi-Fi, a Starbucks coffee bar, and over 500 vehicles to choose from. We're located on the utterly affordable side of the Metroplex in Denton, Texas, and at BillitterFord.com. Want to win a trip to New Orleans? Visit MeanGreenSports.com slash contest and register for your chance to fly to New Orleans with the Mean Green basketball team on February 28th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and game tickets to see North Texas take on Tulane at Avon G. Fogelman Arena and Mean Green Apparel. Register today at MeanGreenSports.com slash contest. This exclusive opportunity is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud partner of Mean Green Athletics. Welcome back to Rudy's on I-35 and Teasley in Denton for the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show here as we continue along our adjusted programming schedule today. We uh, will keep talking to Coach Burton before we get to uh, Coach DeLong with the, the softball team. And uh, we were talking a little bit in the break, uh, Coach Burton, uh, Coach DeLong's hat game. It's Unbelievable. The, it's the best ever. <laughs> it's the best ever. Like, that was the first thing I noticed when I went to a softball game when I, when I first got the job was, I need his hat guy. And they were like, he is the hat guy. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to, to Coach DeLong here in about the next uh, 10 minutes or so, talk a little softball. But uh, keeping the focus on women's basketball right now, again, it is a, a, an off week. Uh, you don't play until Saturday. No midweek game. It's going to be SMU 2 p.m. at the Super Pit. You, uh, I guess, before we get into SMU itself, how do you? What's your philosophy in utilizing this off week at this point in the season? Because it comes at a really good time. You're about halfway through conference play. You got eight games left. Five of them are at home, and you can kind of step back for a little bit and and kind of rest and recover. How do you you plan to use this week with your players? 
uh, well, forget the players. The first thing I'm going to do is figure out what I'm going to do for my wife for Valentine's Day. I got to do something. Okay. I haven't been around. Fair. And probably spend some time with my kids a little bit. But then, uh, you know, our, our girls, they're spoiled. They're getting massages today, I think. So <laughs> they're, they're off somewhere getting massages. And, and, uh, but it, it's important right now to take care of their bodies. Like just as much as, you know, we think about scouting and, and preparing as far as, you know, what do you need to do to beat a team? It's, it's how you feel going in the games. And do you feel rested? Do you feel like, are you ready to go as far as, a, like, mentally I'm present here? And sometimes they need to get away from, from us and, and have a chance to realize, like, man, we're 17-5 and five right now. I know we lost two this week, but 17-5 and five at this point in the year, sit in first place and have an opportunity to go and win this deal. Sometimes you've got to step away, kind of get re recharged a little bit and, 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 you know, take care of your body. And so that's what they're doing these next couple of days. And then we'll come back Wednesday. Um, and we'll have a light day Wednesday, and then we'll go back into our normal two-day prep Thursday, Friday, uh, for a Saturday game. And, and you know, they know what it means, and they know what it means to take care of the Super Pit. And they take a lot of pride in that. They take a lot of pride in, in playing in front of our home fans, in front of our home students, and in front of our families here. And so I have no, no question that we're going to be ready to play as far as getting up for the game Saturday. But, you know, we do need to take care of our bodies this week. You mentioned getting up and getting ready for a game. I don't think – Correct me if I'm wrong, that there's been a, 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 a lead-up of prep and then a domination of a game more than the first matchup against SMU. Would you agree, disagree with that? Yeah, and I, I think sometimes that's tricky, too, for the yeah. second one. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, there's a fine line between, you know, being, getting prepped and, and then not overlooking a team. Because once you beat a team the first time, um, it's easy to think that, oh, we're going we're gonna to beat this team again. And, and SMU is going to be different. The next time we play them, they, they got Shante Embry back, who was a preseason all-conference type player, a big, um, which I think for us, actually, it helps us to match up a little bit better. The first time we played them, it was four guards, sometimes five guards on the floor, and they get another big on the floor that I think, you know, I, we talk about Misha all the time in rim running. She can't, she can't guard her in the full court. And so as far as rim running, we, we feel good about that right there. But, um, Man, it's a rivalry week, and we have SMU, and I think they, that opportunity to go and sweep SMU, I don't know, I don't have the history books in front of me, but I don't know if that's happened in a season before uh, or how many times we've played SMU. And the fact that we took care of business at their place gives us the opportunity to sweep SMU in a season. And this may be the last time we play them for a while. You don't know, with them going to the ACC and, not, and no longer being in the conference, you know, what a sweet thing that would be to, to be able to sweep SMU in a season. Give them a little going away present nice to the ACC. Present. But, um, you know, what do you, again, we, we kind of talk about second time meeting a team, and, in, and obviously you're going to get different looks from them. Obviously, without playing your hand too much on a radio show, uh, how do you approach them the same? How do you approach them differently from your perspective in terms of what you can throw at them and, and, and try and get them off balance from what they saw the first time you played? Yeah, it's a good question. I, th I was talking to our staff before last game, and it's like, they get up for the Tulsa's and the, the games that we know the teams are at the top of the standings. And, and I said, we're going to, we got eight games where we got to kind of like script and manipulate like some type of storyline, some bullet, bulletin board material for these games. Uh, as far as like the X and O's and the, our playing, you know, we've, we've got to just keep being us. And we've, this is an opportunity with these, with these days this week to kind of put in some things, tweak some things. You know, you go back and you look at the film and you look at the, the plays that you ran versus them the first time, and, and then you want to give them new looks. And so we'll make sure that we give them new looks, in the, then different looks than the first time we played them. Um, but at the same time, you, you have a form, we have a formula that's been working. And 
That's get the ball inside, let 10 and, and 24 touch the ball a whole lot. And then, um, you know, our, our guards, especially Deani, she's been coming on. And so we've, we're finding new ways for her to score. We, we put in some new things last game. And I thought she was phenomenal. You know, we got to get her more ball screen action because she's so fast coming off the screen or, or in the full court. And so the more we can spread the floor for her to be able to, you know, get downhill and attack, the better. And the same thing with Ariana. She's doing such a great job as far as facilitating five assists last game and the amount of time that she played. Uh, we, we've got to continue to evolve our team a little bit. And so we'll spend some time this week doing that. And so without playing my hand too much, yeah, there you that's go. it. Okay. Um, I will leave you with one more question. It's a question I ask you a lot, um, especially after, after big wins like South Florida and, and the comeback win against Wichita State. And um, because I think it puts everything into a really good perspective with the growth of this team and into a 17 and five record at this point. You're halfway through conference play, seven and three, three-way tie atop the standings right now with Tulsa and UAB. What are you the most proud of, of your roster, of your staff at the midway mark of conference play to put yourselves in the position that you're in right now? Yeah, so on the, on the bus yesterday, I was talking to our staff and, and Coach Brown Specifically, we're talking about Tulsa and some of the things that they just do really well. Like after after we scored, Mr. You know, after we scored, no matter what happened that play, they were getting the ball at the net. They were pushing the ball down the floor and they were going right back at us. And I said, it's true. But you look at Tulsa and that coach is in year three there. And so they've had three years of drilling a certain thing in and, and it, that culture is established. The expectations are established. They have you know, players that have been there for a while, but it's so ingrained into their minds what they need to do to win games. They're, they're learning how to win um, big games. They, they beat three Power 5 teams this year, Arkansas, Florida, um, and Clemson. And to do that, it's because they've had, they've had reps within that system. And what I'm proud of is that to get to 17-5 and five at this point, it's so hard to win games, especially, you know, the Conference USA was tough. You go to the American, it's even a tougher conference. And... All this stuff they're learning, they've learned this year. We haven't even had 12 months together, right? We haven't even had a full season together. And so they're doing these things, and they're having to learn on the fly. And they have to learn how to win. It's not, it's not a, you don't just know how to win, right, especially at this level. When you're being, uh, you know, if you look at how Desiree Carnell and Misha have been guarded lately, it's different. And teams are constantly throwing different things at us to try to beat us. And so I'm proud of the fact that, you know, Every, even the games we've lost, we've put ourselves in position to win those games. And this team keeps evolving, keeps finding ways to get better. And we're doing it on the fly. We're learning how to win on the fly. We're staying together. We've, ha we've had handled so many different things as far as adversity um, this year. You know, we found out after the game, one of our assistant coaches, mom had a stroke. So we put her on a flight, and she's back home right now. And it's felt like every other week there's something else major around somebody within our program that something's happened. And we've handled all those things as a family. We've done it together, and we still find ways to win and take care of the classroom. So we got a special group of, of people, special staff, and uh, we're going to keep getting better. So that's what I'm most proud of. There you go. SMU on Saturday, Coach. Let's go do it. Looking forward to it. 2 p.m. at the Super Pit. If you can't make it, we obviously encourage you to make it, but if you can't, Broadcast is on the Varsity Network app starting at 1.30. Hey, no offense to you, but I hope nobody listens to the radio show and everybody's at the Super Pit. Hey, hey I will, if everyone's at the Super Pit <laughs> instead of listening to me, I'll take it. I will take it.
Coach Burton, appreciate your time as appreciate always. You, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll shift to softball. Talk to Rodney DeLong here on the Mean Green Sports Network from Learfield. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2024 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Want to win a trip to New Orleans? Visit MeanGreenSports.com slash contest and register for your chance to fly to New Orleans with the Mean Green basketball team on February 28th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and game tickets to see North Texas take on Tulane at Avon G. Fogelman Arena and Mean Green Apparel. Register today at MeanGreenSports.com slash contest. This exclusive opportunity is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud partner of Mean Green Athletics. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating. <laughs> tastes like coffee table dining and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today tastes like watching football is supposed to, and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. You smell that smoke? That's Rudy's Real Texas Barbecue reeling you in. It's tailgating season, so let Rudy's Real Texas Barbecue do all your smoking for you. Don't forget about Rudy's mouth-watering slow smoke prime rib. You up early? Swing by Rudy's starting at 6 a.m. to cure your breakfast taco craving. Having a party? Rudy's caters all over the Metroplex. Stop by any one of the five DFW locations today and experience the experience. Real Texas Barbecue, slow smoked with oak on our 100% wood-fired smokers. Rudy's is Real Texas Barbecue. Next in line. And welcome back to Rudy's Barbecue as we continue on with the Main Green Basketball Coaches Show. And we're going to step away from basketball for a little bit because the softball season is upon us starting Friday. And we've got the head coach of the Main Green Softball Team, Rodney DeLong, uh, burning a couple segments here with us today. Coach DeLong, appreciate you uh, spending a little bit of your Monday with us. Yeah, happy to be here. like to get to talk about our program. So, so you look at last season, 35 and 22, 16 and 8 in conference, made quite the run in the conference tournament. You beat the top two seeds before eventually falling in extras in the title game to Middle Tennessee. Um, I mean, the, but the, at one time, too, that was Conference USA. Now it's with everybody else, it's a new conference in the American. Just give me a kind of a brief rundown of, of what the American looks like in the softball world. You, you have some familiar faces coming over with from Conference USA, but some new ones as well. What, how, how does this league stack up in general? Uh, I think based on what they lost and what we added to it, um, I think the American's a better conference now softball-wise. Uh, potentially five, six teams that could very well be in the top 70 or 60 RPI-wise. Um, definitely seeing it as being a multi-bid league, which is important to us. I, I, we all talked about it. You know, it, it's hard coming down to the conference tournament to get into the uh, NCAA tournament. So um, should be a really good RPI league. I, I think you'll see our league do really well against outside competition. And uh, four or five of the schools are, you know, are playing a schedule like ours. So a lot of potential in this league. Well, let's talk about that schedule a bit because, I mean, you've got uh, – obviously you start on the road, I guess, technically in Tucson with a, a tournament there. But then you've got two tournaments here in Denton some really good competition coming in, really good just regular non-con games before 
um, conference play starts. Um, just just talk a little bit about the schedule you've built and, and kind of going with it. At least it seems to me that philosophy of, of before we get into what's, albeit like you just said, still a really good conference in the American, you want to play and, and try and beat some of the better teams in the country and, and talk about that schedule you've assembled this year. Right. Now, I, you know, it's, it's kind of been our philosophy since I've been here. You know, the first year or so we, we played a a so-so schedule, but since we, we've amped it up, and I, th I think we've amped it up more this year than, than ever, um, you know, we're trying to get to a certain level. Uh, we got to prove to recruits that we can do it. Um, we we got to learn how to win in those environments and against those programs. And if you want to get to a super region, we want to get to a World Series, you got to learn how to beat those people. And, and recruits want to see it too. And so it's important to us. It, it helps our RPI. It prepares us for our conference schedule. So to me, there's, uh, there's nothing bad about it. It's nothing but positive. The, the, the hardest part is just, you know, um, how, how do your – how does your team handle it? And sometimes we handle it well, sometimes we don't. Um, looking at it, just rolling through the, the, the first tournament uh, after the Tucson trip, uh, coming to Denton, uh, the Tracy Beard College Classic. Uh, you've got uh, A&M Commerce, Mizzou, South Dakota State, a Missouri team that's receiving votes is going to be at Lovelace Stadium. And then the UNT Invite, uh, a Minnesota team that's receiving votes in the top 25 right now, New Mexico, SFA, and Texas Tech. I mean, just to get the season rolling with those two tournaments, and then not to mention going on the road and starting at Arizona and, and Utah Tech and those teams. That's some really good competition, not only that you're getting to play, that you're getting to come to Denton, America. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're excited about those guys coming down. Um, Missouri's got a great program. Obviously, Texas Tech's always pretty tough. Minnesota's been <clears throat> to the Super Regionals. They've been to the top of uh, the Big Ten the last few years. So um, they'll obviously bring a great challenge down to us. Uh, you know, and I, I think it says a little bit about us and our program. These, these guys are willing to come play us. They know that uh, RPI, it'll be good for them. And, um, you know, we do things professionally and we run a good program. And so it, it's, uh, it's definitely good to have them come down and, and we'll see how this goes. And looking at your roster, I mean, you, you had a, a very successful season last year with 35 wins. Um, this is a very experienced-laden team that you've got this year. 14 upperclassmen, eight of those are seniors. You had last year what was tied a school record, six players on the all-conference team. Five of those players are back. You get some good transfers in as well. Before we kind of talk transfers and newcomers, though, I mean – you look at the returners, Kaylee Christensen, Kaylee Gamble, Michaela Smith, Lexi Cobb, Molly Rainey. I mean, you've got some experience. They've played more than combined 700 games in a Mean Green uniform. Talk about just, just leaning on that experience, big talent to come in and, and kind of tie that in with, with the tough schedule if you've got an opportunity to beat some good teams because you've got some players who really have experience on this roster. Yeah, you know, experience is everything. Um, and, and the thing about this group is if, if you ask them, if you honestly, if you ask me, uh, we were disappointed in how we finished last year. Uh, we were picked to win the league. We were the best team in the league. Uh, we went through a tough stretch in the schedule, um, came off of some tough competition. We didn't handle it really well and went on kind of like a two- to three-week kind of a funk, I guess you could say, put ourselves in the hole in the conference. Um, but then what you saw those kids do from that moment to the end of the year um, we go on a tear, kind of. We, we take a series from Charlotte. We take a series uh, from FAU. We take a series from Middle Tennessee. All in a row, we beat Oklahoma State down the stretch. And then we put ourselves into the uh, conference championship game before we lose, you know, in 13 innings. Um, says a lot about that group and their toughness and that experience overall. Um, so 
I will say this group is highly motivated. Our coaching staff is highly motivated. We, we were disappointed in, in last season and how it ended, and uh, we, we feel like that there's still a lot on the table. And so it's really led into a, a good off season, and, and you can see it when we practice and, and watch, and, you know, you talk about these older kids, like uh, their leadership, and they, they know what it looks like, they know what they want. And I think uh, drawing from kind of what they went through last year versus two years ago where we got all the way to a regional championship game with Oklahoma State, um, Missing on all that last year, you know, really hurt them, hurt us, and we made some adjustments, and I feel like we've put ourselves in, uh, in, a, in a good position to be successful, so we'll see. And it's kind of like what we were talking about, Coach Burton, when you, when you realize what it takes to win, and you go back two years ago to the, the regional against Oklahoma State, um, where it's, you get that experience, you get that taste of what it takes to win at that high level, and to not do that that year, I'm like you said, is, has been a lot of motivation yeah. for to, to get back to that point. But um, you know, you, you mentioned too the, the coaching staff for people who don't know who aren't aware. Give me a rundown of your your assistants, your staff that you have, and and what they're doing to make this team successful. Well, you know, we still got Jason Glenn. He's uh, he's been with me for a few years now. Uh, does an unbelievable job. Um, he joined us a few years ago. The year we made that regional run was the first year he coached with us. Uh, he handles the infielders and and overall operations in the office and he does a whole lot of things for me and takes a lot of things off my plate so I'm very appreciative of him <clears throat> and then uh, we brought on Christina who's actually his sister she was the head softball coach at Keller High School and and ran a great program there probably one of the better if not the best uh, programs in the DFW area and and has done it for a while and, and when I talk to people in that area and when I'm looking for a new pitching coach and you know, I'm always worried about character and things like that. I, I heard nothing but good things about her and got to be around her a little bit in our camps and watch her coach. And she's very knowledgeable. She's been a head coach and, and brings a lot of things to our program other than just being a pitching coach. And she's also done a phenomenal job with our kids, and they really uh, they receive her well. And so that's been a great hire for us. And then uh, I hired uh, Hunter Hayes. Uh, he's kind of a coaching legacy. He's a young guy. Um, Grandpa was the head baseball coach at Texas Tech for several years. His dad has been a Division I basketball coach and now is a Division I softball coach. He's the head coach at Grand Canyon University. His uncle's the head coach at uh, Lovett Christian, and all those guys are successful. They're good good people, good humans. Uh, they run really good programs. And Hunter, is uh, he's well beyond his years in, his, in, in how he coaches. He coaches like a really experienced coach, uh, coach and, and he's, he's added a lot to our program as well. He handles our catchers. He helps us with hitting, and he's a good recruiter, and he represents our university really well. So I'm, I'm pretty blessed with the, the people I got around me, and I think they do a phenomenal job. Well, we'll talk uh, more about the phenomenal job that everyone's doing with the softball team as the season gets rolling after we take this quick break. We've also got some updates to Lovelace Stadium to discuss as well. So a lot of exciting things uh, going on with the softball program here on the eve of the start of the season. We'll continue with Coach DeLong in just a moment after this break here on the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show featuring softball today. On the Mean Green Sports Network from Learfield. You smell that smoke? That's Rudy's Real Texas Barbecue reeling you in. It's tailgating season, so let Rudy's Real Texas Barbecue do all your smoking for you. Don't forget about Rudy's mouth-watering slow smoke prime rib. Be up early? Swing by Rudy starting at 6 a.m. to cure your breakfast taco craving. Having a party? Rudy's caters all over the Metroplex. Stop by any one of the five DFW locations today and experience the experience. Real Texas Barbecue, slow smoked with oak on our 100% wood-fired smokers. Rudy's is Real Texas Barbecue. Next in line. Today tastes like game day at home. 
like assigned couch seating. It tastes like coffee table dining and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Want to win a trip to New Orleans? Visit MeanGreenSports.com slash contest and register for your chance to fly to New Orleans with the Mean Green basketball team on February 28th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and game tickets to see North Texas take on Tulane at Avon G. Fogelman Arena and Mean Green Apparel. Register today at MeanGreenSports.com slash contest. This exclusive opportunity is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud partner of Mean Green Athletics. There are three words that fuel excitement at Bill Utter Ford. Ford Truck Month. At Bill Utter Ford, we have trucks that are especially priced to move off our lot and right to your front door. Why wait? The time is now to keep on trucking in a new truck that's tough enough and smart enough to keep you moving and grooving. Let us save you thousands off all the inventory we have in stock. Stop by and visit us or shop with us online at BillUtterFord.com, a Denton County tradition for over 67 years. Dos Equis knows college football game day is filled with iconic traditions. The fight songs, the mascots, the rivalries, the pregame text to your ex for her dad's cable login so you and your buddy can stream the game even though you promised last season you were just about to get your own subscription. Whatever your game day ritual is, make sure you're doing it with a real one. Dos Equis. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2023 Dos Equis. Imported by Cervezas Bank and White Plains, New York. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. On the Mean Green Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Mean Green Coaches Show with Jason Burton and Ross Hodge. Brought to you by Bill Utter Ford, Dos Equis, First State Bank, James Wood Buick GMC, Coors Light, First United Bank, Ramey King Insurance, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Now, here is your host, Zach Babb. Welcome back to Rudy's Barbecue as we continue along the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show here on this Monday afternoon. And we continue along our visit outside the basketball world with the head coach of the softball program here in North Texas and Rodney DeLong. And, uh, you know, coaches, as we continue gearing up for the season that starts on Friday out in Tucson for y'all, we, we've talked, the you know, the players, the experience that everyone has in Mean Green uniforms over the last three years or so now. But let's, let's, let's shift gears a little bit here and talk newcomers. Um, freshmen are coming in, transfers are coming in, obviously in this era of the transfer portal. And um, I do want to start with the transfers a little bit first because you went to a rival school in UTSA, and we'll start with Caddy Barra, all-conference player in Conference USA, now a member of the Mean Green. My goodness, what does she bring to this roster? 
Well, I mean, for the last three years, we had a hard time getting her out. And uh, I don't think anybody in our league pitches better than we do. So uh, the, the second I saw her name on the portal, I thought, yeah, we better, we better get that one. And so, you know, for the last three years, been one of the better left-handed hitters in our conference. And she's, she's also fast, uh, great kid, fits into our, our culture and our program really well. I mean, she was, she was a home run for us. And so I'm excited about her. And uh, she's going to bring some pop from the left side that we need and, and give us a little versatility, too, with, with her ability to run. Uh, other transfers, Elizabeth Moffitt was one, Morgan Medford another. Um, kind of give me a brief synopsis on them and any others I may be missing right now. Uh, the Moffitt kid actually uh, moved to Texas when she was in high school. She was committed to um, Fresno State at one time, and then um, they, they relocated to Texas, um, and she ended up going to Texas Tech. And She had some, some health, in, health issues a year ago and set out and redshirted and then really didn't like her experience there. Gets on the portal, and we, we had a connection to her, brought her in. She can catch. The um, thing I like about her is she's a – I think her senior year here um, in the Prosper area or somewhere over there is where she's from. She had like 17, 18 home runs, and she was one of the top home run hitters in the state of Texas that year. Um, kid can also run, really versatile, and so definitely uh, helped us in the depth piece and, and is a kid that uh, is, is going to be a really good play for us down the stretch. So uh, we needed some immediate help in the, in the catcher area, and so that's, that's what she provides. And then we also got uh, Morgan Medford, um, local kid from Denton Geyer. Her uh, dad's the the head softball coach at Denton Geyer, actually. Unbelievable kid, hard worker. You know, even if Morgan never played an inning here, um, she's already helped make our program better and make our team better. She is, uh, her energy is unmatched, constantly vocal, constantly positive, hard worker, experienced. So, uh, but, you know, the kid can play, too. So all three of these kids are going to help us. They're going to play, and uh, we're, we're definitely excited about what they bring. They give us a lot more depth, depth and versatility, for sure. And then uh, finally, before we, we let you go, Coach DeLong, and, and turn our attention to men's basketball, it's been a, a year of updates for Lovelace Stadium through this offseason. Um, you know, they've been working away. It's kind of displaced you all a little bit in terms of prepping for the season. I know you've kind of bounced around from, from practicing at Geyer to practicing at, at, at different facilities and things of that nature as they've been upgrading Lovelace. But what can fans expect to see coming to Lovelace Stadium that's uh, new this year compared to last year? Yeah, so they, uh, they updated our dugouts, and it was much needed. Um, the new ones are, are really nice. Uh, it's, it's been a, a great process for us. And, and the thing about being this place is our kids can handle it. Um, one of the great things about this place is since I've been here, they, they've upgraded something just about every year. And so we're kind of used to moving around, and we'll take it. Uh, you want to make our facility better? We'll go practice in the parking lot if we have to. We can figure out how to prepare. Um, they keep building our facility, and that's just going to make our program better and, and, and help us in the recruiting world and, uh, and give our, our kids a better experience within their, within their facility. So we're definitely thankful. And, uh, yeah, so we got uh, new dugouts right now, and we've got a field house coming uh, later this spring and this summer. So There you go. Updates coming. The season is coming. Starts on Friday out in Tucson, the home opener. Uh, for the Mean Green, Saturday, February 17th, 1.30 against a Missouri team that's receiving votes in the top 25. Um, Coach DeLong, a lot to look forward to this season. I know you and I are both excited. Hope everyone who's listening is excited as well and can make it out to Lovelace uh, as many times as they can this year because it sounds like you got a really good squad that's ready to make some noise here in the, Amer in the American. So appreciate it, Coach. Thank you for your visit. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk men's basketball with Ross Hodge here on the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show on the Mean Green Sports Network from Learfield. Do you believe in the Mean Green? 
For over 60 years, Bill Utter Ford has been a proud sponsor of the North Texas Wheel Club. Every Mean Green alumni and student gets special discounts through our X-Plan pricing program. And come check out the all-new, totally redesigned Bill Utter Ford with free Wi-Fi, a Starbucks coffee bar, and over 500 vehicles to choose from. We're located on the utterly affordable side of the Metroplex in Denton, Texas, and at BillUtterFord.com. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2024 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. Want to win a trip to New Orleans? Visit MeanGreenSports.com slash contest and register for your chance to fly to New Orleans with the Mean Green basketball team on February 28th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and game tickets to see North Texas take on Tulane at Avon G. Fogelman Arena and Mean Green Apparel. Register today at MeanGreenSports.com slash contest. This exclusive opportunity is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud partner of Mean Green Athletics. And welcome back to Rudy's Barbecue as we continue along the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show. Zach Babb here with you and now joined by Hank Dickinson. And that means it's time to shift gears to men's basketball and talk with the head coach of the men's team in Ross Hodge. And uh, coach, back-to-back 30-point games. Can you name the last time that that happened in this Mean Green program? I cannot, but I bet you can. <laughs> no, actually, he cannot. <laughs> now, some of this crowd that we look out into maybe can answer it, but what a week for Jason Edwards. I, I know you're disappointed in the overall outcomes, not getting the wins, but, I mean, that kid competed at a high level. Yeah, he, um, he just has a unique ability to, to put the ball in the basket. And, um, you know, obviously – um, he can get on some crazy rolls. I think it was his fourth 20-point first half um, of the season and um, needed every one of them, needed a few more. So let's think about guys that would be on that potential list. Certainly you would think Tyler Perry, recent vintage, but he never put together back-to-back -to -back 30 points. Javion Hamlet's another candidate, but he didn't do it either. No. Nah. Roosevelt Smart had an unbelievable first year, but he never put together back-to-back -back 30 points. I can tell you the year. I don't know if I can tell you the player. Because my, my mind went Tony Mitchell, but it's not. Certainly capable, but never did it. Was it Tristan? That's a great guess, and that's who I was thinking, but no. Tristan Thompson had some really good high 20s back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, but, but never 30-30. I want to say it was 2010, 2011. No. 
was the season. So say maybe say what you want about the Vic Trilly era, but Coach Trilly could bring him in. And Deginald Erskine had back-to-back 30-point games and uh, wow. was uh, probably statistically on his way to being all-everything. He, he ends up transferring out to Texas and plays in the Final Four well before the portal. <laughs> but Deginald Erskine had uh, the last guy to do it. So, long time in between that. And, again, I don't think you can take for granted when you watch a kid start to do that. Jason can fill it up from three, but but he's a three-level scorer, and he showed it in those two games. Yeah, and really he's he's shot the ball better in the mid-range and closer to the basket than he has actually from three recently. But he's so fast, and, um, you know, guys like him, smaller, TP, they've been small their whole life. So they, they understand how to get their shot off from different angles. And, um, yeah, it was um, impressive to see. Let's talk the, the UAB game very briefly. 82-79 to 79 was the final score there. Um, I mean, just when you, when you look at that game, break that game down for me because it, it was kind of you had the lead there for a little bit and then it kind of got away into OT. Um, just kind of, kind of give me the rundown of what you saw from your coaching perspective as that game went on and into overtime. Yeah, I thought that game was just a tell of two halves. Uh, we, we, we knew coming into that game that UAB was a top 10 team at getting to the foul line and converting from the foul line. And I thought in the first half, we did a really good job of playing without the foul. They shot no free throws in the first half and um, would have liked to have a little more of a cushion at halftime. Thought we played better than just being up nine. But that was the big part of, of the first half. That was the part of the story. Like they didn't get to the foul line you're able to get stops, you're playing in flow offensively. And then in the second half, it was our inability to play without the foul. And they went to the foul line 24 times in the second half, which then allows them to kind of set up their change in defenses, which keeps you off balance a little bit. We went to the foul line a lot in the second half, and it really just kind of, I'm sure even from like a fan's perspective, just kind of like no flow, all chop, and um, just ultimately didn't do a good job of executing defensively the game plan. You never have to worry about you going off on officials. You don't do it. You don't make excuses. But let me just encourage you, on a night where the officials aren't great, Dave Barnett more than makes up for it. Um, and, and the problem was... Well, they can't find him. <laughs> that's right. He's kind of wide open. But, but the problem was what you said. Uh, zero of zero was the UAB free throw line at half. And uh, they really had... Not done much until Johnson comes alive and leads them on that 10-2 run. So they get it to single digits, which is always on the road. You know, if you hadn't played well, you like to get it to single digits. And then I felt like in the first four minutes of the second half, it was three different officials. And and I I guess that's just really hard when you've been doing some things well and, and the rules of engagement flip. And I thought they flipped, in my mind, very much in favor of what Andy Kennedy wanted for his team. Is that a fair statement? Um... <laughs> Let me ask them, is that a fair statement? Okay, all right. I thought there was, you know, probably a handful of calls that you certainly wish could have went your way, but there was also opportunities when you could have certainly helped yourself by maybe keeping your hands out of there, showing your hands, don't let the ball get to where they want the ball to get to to begin with. Um, you know, and, and ultimately that's what you got to be able to do. 
Before we get into the South Florida game, I mean, the end of that UAB game, C.J. Nolan gets a little banged up. And, you know, I, I hear you talk about it a lot on post-game on radio and, and pre-game with, with Dave uh, and Hank. But, I mean, in, you look back over the success that this team has had in years past, and that's not to take away anything from the ability of, of the staff, the players that they've been able to do, but the, the injury gods of basketball have been very kind the last few years, and now it seems like it's just, man, it, it's hard to catch a break. And I know you're not one to make excuses at all, but now you know, you've know you lost Ruben for a lot of games. Bugs was out for an extended amount of time. Now Nolan had to miss a game. I mean, that's got to be tough just on schematics and trying to gel players together when it seems like every other game somebody's missing time it yeah it definitely is less than ideal <laughs> um but you do look back on it and we have been incredibly fortunate and that's kind of what the unique situation is even though taking over a new role here like I was here so I I can also balance both and understand like you said we we played two full seasons in which we had the same starting lineup every game. In 2020, and in the, the first year we won Conference USA, and then the next year we went to the tournament and beat Purdue, we started the exact same lineup for two years in a row. And there were several nights that we showed up to a gym about to play another team, and you go in there and you're looking at them, and, you're looking at them on warm-ups, and so-and-so's in street clothes. You know, and it's easy to it's easy to forget the amount of randomness that can go into like winning and losing games. A bad call, a bad, you know, you know, unlucky bounce. That's why you've got to just do everything you can to control what you can control. And, and obviously you can't control injuries. But when I do start getting a little like frustrated with it, which I'm a human being, so I do. I also do go back and I'm like, well, we played La Tech because we're about to play Tulsa on Wednesday and Kobe Williams is their point guard. We played La Tech in the semifinals of the year that we won the, the Conference USA tournament in the star and Kobe Williams broke his hand. He's out there playing with a cast on his hand. It was their point guard. You know, and so you kind of just, it gets glossed over. You remember the confetti. You remember going to, you know, but you can easily forget, like, it is part of it. We just haven't experienced it and had to deal with it much. And you do have to reinvent yourself a little bit each time it happens. You had to reinvent yourself a little bit when you didn't have Reuben and Bugs because you have to play different. And then you get them back for a half, and then you kind of have to play different. And then, you know, and that's what I feel so bad for CJ because I thought he started playing, like, really, really good basketball and really settling in. And uh, so then you kind of have to quickly reinvent yourself again, but certainly no one feels sorry for you. That's, that's the truth. One thing, though, each time you've had to reassess the lineup because of injury, the team has responded. And I thought even against a really good South Florida team, you're taking on a team that's 7-1, and one, uh, and you're without your ball handlers. You're without Ruben. You knew that going in, but then you, you don't have C.J. And turnovers were not the problem. Your guys did a pretty good job all day of taking care of the basketball. So even without a preeminent playmaker, it's just it's nice to see how these guys are ready to step in and kind of fill the gaps when they need to. Yeah, I mean, I thought they settled in. The, the beginning of the game was interesting, to <laughs> say the least. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I thought they did a good job of settling in and just continuing to make the simple play, um, kind of trusting each other and finding different ways to initiate the offense and try to find different ways to generate offense because that's also what you're looking you're looking for. And then um, we talked about it when we were getting ready to play, you know, SMU that two things can be true at once. And despite our injury situation, I can look at it and like I look at it like there's two things that can be true at once. I can be like super, super proud of our guys and they should be proud as well of that they have not made excuses and they have not slipped up in their effort at all despite being multiple times playing without two starters and different starters. And a lot of teams could just like, you know, this isn't our night, but our guys haven't done that. So I am super proud of that. And then on the other end, you can still be disappointed that you put yourself in position and we haven't been able to execute well enough down the stretch. Like two things can be true at once. Well, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk the next two games that are coming up on the schedule. Tulsa on Wednesday night and then SMU down at Moody on Sunday here on the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show at Rudy's Barbecue. This is the Mean Green Sports Network from Learfield. Dos Equis knows college football game day is filled with iconic traditions. The fight songs, the mascots, the rivalries, the pregame text to your ex for her dad's cable login so you and your buddy can stream the game even though you promised last season you were just about to get your own subscription. Whatever your game day ritual is, make sure you're doing it with a real one. Dos Equis. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2023 Dos Equis. Imported by Cervezas and Peggy Connors, White Plains, New York. Want to win a trip to New Orleans? Visit MeanGreenSports.com slash contest and register for your chance to fly to New Orleans with the Mean Green Basketball Team on February 28th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and game tickets to see North Texas take on Tulane at Avon G. Fogelman Arena and Mean Green Apparel. Register today at MeanGreenSports.com slash contest. This exclusive opportunity is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud partner of Mean Green Athletics. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating. <laughs> tastes like coffee table dining and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today tastes like watching football is supposed to, and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. You smell that smoke? That's Rudy's Real Texas Barbecue reeling you in. It's tailgating season, so let Rudy's Real Texas Barbecue do all your smoking for you. Don't forget about Rudy's mouth-watering slow smoke prime rib. You up early? Swing by Rudy starting at 6 a.m. to cure your breakfast taco craving. Having a party? Rudy's caters all over the Metroplex. Stop by any one of the five DFW locations today and experience the experience. Real Texas Barbecue, slow smoked with oak on our 100% wood-fired smokers. Rudy's is Real Texas Barbecue. Next Welcome back to the Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show here at Rudy's I-35 and Teasley in Denton. And uh, as we continue along with the head coach of the men's team, Ross Hodge, two road games this week at Tulsa, at SMU, which means the Super Pit staff has a relatively quiet week. Uh, only SMU at home for the women on a Saturday, but they're here today and, uh, you know, spending a little time here at Rudy's with us and, Man, they do a great job. Yeah, Connie, Courtney, Doug, they uh, they keep me sane over there. <laughs> That's a tough they, job. They tell me they're with me, win or win. 
I'm like, well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> no, they're awesome. Um, super appreciative for them. But uh, as we've got about uh, about two minutes here or so left in the show, at Tulsa on Wednesday at 7 p.m., uh, it's a 6.30 pregame, Hank and Dave on the radio, 1 p.m. Sunday against SMU, 12.30 pregame for Hank and Dave. Um, give me the brief rundown, Coach. I know you've already seen SMU, but now you get to go up to Tulsa. Uh, what do you expect this week, and, and how, what, is, what does it look like ahead for your team? Yeah, a lot of respect for uh, Coach Conkle. Obviously, we had, like, a ton of battles with him when he was at La Tech. All those games seemingly came down to the last possession, you know. Um, I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think there was a stretch, maybe eight games in a row where it was four points or less. So he does a great job. I have a lot of respect for him, a lot of respect for Kobe Williams, competed against him a lot. They, uh, they have a young team, and that's why you kind of see some of their discrepancy road to home. Um, they can really shoot the ball. Um, they play with a lot of freedom, a lot of pace, and, you know, that can be good, especially in your own gym. Um, so what, we'll have our hands full, obviously. And then second time against SMU, uh, I know not to get too far ahead there, but, but briefly just what goes into your philosophy when you play a team for the second time? You've seen them once, throwing different looks at them, things of that nature. How do you approach that game? Yeah, um, believe it or not, like a lot of teams don't, change a ton or maybe like a, a, a small wrinkle or a new a new set play that you feel like you can run against them to take advantage of something or they can run against you but you know at this point in time um you know teams kind of are who they are let's just make sure that that game on sunday is quick efficient and a big win over smu <laughs> I'll do my best. All right. I know, I know, I know, it's, the, I know it's your second favorite game of the day. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Another Mean Green Basketball Coaches Show. Special thanks to Hank for uh, joining us for the men's segment. But Ross Hodge Thank you here as well. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next Monday on the Mean Green Sports Network from Learfield. This has been the Mean Green Coaches Show with Jason Burton and Ross Hodge. Brought to you by Bill Utter Ford, Coca-Cola, Dos Equis, First State Bank, James Wood Buick GMC, Coors Light, First United Bank, Ramey King Insurance, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, and by Mellow Signs. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Mean Green Sports Network.